you are most likely living a fake life because you define yourself by all sorts of things. You say, this is my personality. This is my temperament. These are my strengths. These are my weaknesses. Ask a simple question. How did you arrive at those? Hey, welcome to the Design Your Life podcast. Today, we're going to explore becoming a rebel, how you can rebel against the old and get into the new because you're most likely living a fake life. (laughs) I hope you have a great time listening to this episode. This is the Design Your Life podcast. If you are new here, I'd like you joining our many other conversations. But then let's have a go. So this episode talking about you are living a fake life. Um, it's a podcast um, episode that helps to change our perspective, the lens through which we see the world and how we could rebel against that default setting. Now, i would give a premise to this conversation. So when you ask a lot of people um, who they are, um, what defines them, questions like your identity and, you know, just stuff like that. Um, A lot of people tell you a number of things. So people tell you things like my personality, you know, I'm this kind of person. I'm a blend of these and these, you know, Um, some people go ahead to take, you know, some form of assessment online. And some people tell you, okay, these are my strengths. These are my weaknesses. And um, there's a part of temperamental test too, where people tell you, oh, this is my temperament based on the certain features, you know, characteristics, behavior, this is my temperament. And of course, there's, there's also the side to it, you know, for most people who are in school, say high school, secondary school, um, depending on the usage, um, you'd hear people say things like, oh, I'm a better science student than arts, you know, or I'm a better, um, um, commercial students or you know these kinds of things um, and all these kinds of um, preferences come as a result of the unknown because if I would, if I'd ask you what exactly led to what informed you know um, your information and what informed this knowledge I'm sure a lot of people will be unaware of it so they'll just say oh, I don't know but I just felt you know from you know, so, so age, maybe since I was two, I was three, I just got on the piano and, you know, I just loved music and I think I'm a music person. In fact, I am a music person and all sorts of things. Um, so there's a lot of definition to how we um, classify ourselves, how we assess ourselves, how we label ourselves. But um, at this point, I want to, you know, throw in kind of a bit of clarity or clarification as to what we'll be discussing here. So there's there's your gift and talent. You know, a lot of people um, may have discovered their gift and talent and maybe strength. Um, and then there are um, the other um, form of people who, of course, they may have not been opportune to do that. Um, so when you're talking about gift and talent, it's, it differs a bit from when you're talking about who you are, you know, how you label yourself, you know, things like your personality, your strength, even though there's some form of connection, but I would want to separate them in this conversation and put a divide. Um, so when we're talking about who you are, what you are, and what you have on the inside of you, I would want to um, um, divide that from your gift, your strengths, and your abilities, because... 
your gift and strength and your abilities to um as we go on this journey out there'll be some differences between it um so i think um while it's a lot of progress to have identified your gift your talent your giftings your strengths and all of those things i think a step a step even further would be knowing who you are what you are what you represent what you carry on the inside now so um, I was making an analysis earlier, which I didn't finish, and I talked about how, you know, when you sample this question, um, 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 who you are, and, you know, you get all variances of, you know, from personalities to, you know, my strengths, you know, to weaknesses, to, you know, your temperament and all of these kinds of things. But you are most likely something else other than what you currently know. Now let's let's journey journey with me to your background to your history because I would ask you a question if you tell me this is your personality this is your strength your weakness or your temperament I'm going to ask you how did you know and of course I could guess how you knew you either took some online test or you know you asked very close friends or family right or somehow you just had the knowledge you know or you were able to self-question which is not often easy right but uh, it's a lot of work to do self-question but maybe you're able to do that and somehow you just found mm, i think you know you, you checked your patterns you know you're able to recall events in the past and then you you saw some patterns you know some connections around certain things i've also done that right um, i've done all of these personality tests strengths tests weakness temperament you know and all of these kinds, even the one for them careers and disciplines, you know, there was this one we, we had to do when back then in high school. So this covers a range of um, um, and so a number of things. So let's talk about when we're talking. Um, so let's analyze. We're talking about so I'll ask you why. Um, so what informed your decision of saying, this is my personality, this is my strength? And of course, you'd say, okay, you took some, you did some self-questions, some self-tests and all of those things. But a big question is that what, um, what, what was the, <laughs> how do I ask this question now? Um, so you tell me you took some online tests, you took, you know, you took, those things came as a result of features, right? Some of the things you observed. So those things you observed, those features, where did they come from? Where did they come from? Of course, you say, I think I was born with them. All right, an interesting angle. Um, so let's explore the angle, what you were born with. All right, so let me take you through this journey. So maybe when you were zero, so zero would mean, you know, you were a few months old and you're yet to get to 12 months, which is a year, right? Um, so all through this season, um, um, we had, um, let's forget about the womb experience, you know, because there are a number of science, um, a lot of findings as to um, how children get even influence, even rights, you know, while they're still growing in the womb. But let's let that lie, you know. Let's let's leave that. Let's start from when the child is born. So let's talk about when you were born. So you were two, three, four months, five months old, seven months, and then you began to call Dada, you know, Papa, Mama, you know, and all these variants, you know, and everyone would laugh like, what's that? <laughs> you know, so beautiful, you know, hearing, um, if you could join it, I, I could picture. So that's why I'm laughing, you know, Dada, like struggling to call the name Daddy. I was just so cute. And <laughs> I mean, you looked so cute at that, you know, season. And it was so beautiful hearing those kinds of pronunciations. So how did they come? They came as a result of hearing, 
you know, you hear the older ones, maybe older siblings or some other person saying daddy, and then you're struggling to like associate. And then the best that could come out to them was dad, uh, you know, dad, papa, papa, ma, mama, and all of that. So it was influence, right? Now, a number of other, you know, other things like what you eat, um, your food, of course. First of all, let's talk about genetics. You know, there's a lot that has to do with um, genetics and how you are an offspring. And so certain features or characteristics, you know, are birthed from, yeah, from. So this DNA genetics and all of these things, of course, is, is kind of like an indication of how many of other things go with us. So like the preferences and prejudices of our immediate family. So what they like, what they don't like, how they associate, who they associate with, their belief systems. Because talk about things like faith and all of these things, they all came as a result of influence, right? So um, if those big things, you know, are um, came as a result of influence, why do we think that every other thing we have was kind of, without that influence was void of that influence nope so let's explore preferences and prejudices so the immediate um, people we had on our inside while growing up age one two three four family and then at some point we had school and then we had the neighbors the neighborhood of course where we were growing um, and then there was the media right um call it you know the conventional media as we know it to be, and then the new media, um, and then there were your peers. So these formed your environment. And as for everything or for every person, you would always find preferences and prejudices. I don't like this. I don't like this kind of food. Why? Eh, maybe there was no history to it, or maybe there was a history. Um, but however, I don't like this. And then somehow we, it gets to rub off Maybe not all of it, but just a bit of it. And then a lot of our ideologies, our mindsets, our thoughts, our preferences, our prejudices, you know, are to a large degree influenced and had a rub off of our environment, which is our family, school, neighborhood, media. And so most of what we now define as ourselves and what we are or who we are or what our strengths are or what our temperaments are is largely as a result of the preferences and prejudices we grew up with. Of course, there's a good part of it, but now we're exploring the angle that needs to be explored, which has to do with self-questioning a number of things which you now call yourself, which you now call, oh, this is my temperament, says who? How did you know that? How did you figure that out? Can you give me an history to how this temperament evolved? Can you give me the evolution process? So if we can self-question that and we can um, go back, we can journey back, you'd realize that maybe that was not your default setting. Maybe that wasn't it. And for most children, you know, like people would say, some philosophers would say, to some degree, it's, I, I, I hold it true, you know, where they say the mind of a child or the heart of a child is just like tabula rasa. It just comes, you know. It may not have come in empty, you know, but... Um, all sorts of things, you know, get on that sheet, on that plate, on that, you know, a lot of things just getting on that slate, you know, and then at the end of the day, after 25 years, 23 years, 18 years, you're trying to define something. And then largely, maybe 80 to 90%, it has to do with 
preferences and prejudices which were rubbed off from a past. Yeah, from the past, um, from your environmental, all forms of the environment. And then um, we have traditions, we have cultural setting where we grow up ethnicity. Of course, there's faith and all of these things which also influence people who influence us. So who, 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 why do we then go on defining ourselves with those personality? Um, at some point, I began to question some of the things. I, yeah, those personality and strength assessment, weakness test, you know, temperament. Yeah, they, they were not saying, they were true. They were facts. This was how you were behaving. So it conforms to this temperament. This is a certain pattern of how you do your thing. So it conforms to this personality. These are certain things that you find joy in. These are certain things you kind of don't have energy for. So these are your strengths. These are some form of weaknesses. So all of these variants, these are things that define what we do now and what we call ourselves. So when you say, this is my personality, oh, please, oh, please save us, save yourself. <laughs> these are my strengths. Oh, please hold on, hold on. Hush, hush, hush. Just relax. You're just telling us what you acquire. Just tell me, don't, when you say, oh, what's your personality type? You're like, oh, okay, let's change that question. What did I acquire? Okay, here is a list of what I acquired. You know, this is a list of what I, these are my strengths, weaknesses. They're all acquired. Why do we want to explore this? Why are we, why am I self-questioning this and how most of what we now live is, is not our original format? Hence the title, you're living a fake life. Hey. We'll just go on a short break and we'll be back. It is true that information is knowledge and knowledge is power. But with all the information you've got, how much of it has helped you understand your uniqueness, capabilities and potentials? This podcast will simplify all that information, help you understand your uniqueness and show you the path to your genius expression. Welcome. Hey, welcome back. So we're trying to explore one of the reasons why the concept of trying to explain yourself by what you are not is faulty and how it affects your future self or how, and how, of course, how it affects your present. You see, so let's take a sample. You um, find out that this is your strength, right? Whatever you define as your strength. So let's pick something, for example, and you say, this is my strength. A is my strength. B is my weakness. Now, the question I'm going to say is that now you want to work on B because B is like a weakness and then A is like a strength. So you, let's assume you want to work on B. For example, maybe you need it or you just need to improve on it. Or let's assume your personality because there are a lot of signs to you know, people telling you things like, oh, you should not really work on your weaknesses, just go zoom in on your strengths, right? And there's some, there's, there's a lot of wisdom to that, of course. Um, but let's, for the sake of this analysis, let's assume A is your strength, B is your weakness, and let's assume you want to work on your weakness. You know, for example, maybe you need it. Now, you begin to work on B, which is your seeming weakness, right? And begin to build it. So the first, the premise to this this thing you want to do now, improve on B, which is your weakness, and just let A lie. The premise to this is that, how do we know B is your weakness? <laughs> so it's possible that B is not even a weakness originally, but it was as a result of the evolution, your environmental influence and association, your preferences and prejudices, which are now a function 
or have now resulted from associations or from influence, family, school, neighborhood, media, peers, and all of these things. Your whole history, tradition, and culture have now influenced you. So maybe B was not really a weakness. Maybe B became a weakness as a result of your growth process. And so you now want to improve on what was not a weakness. Do you get the logic? So most times we tend to say, oh, I want to improve. I want to improve in this area. Who says you were deficient in it to start with? Of course, we understand for, um, um, there's a caveat to this because, um, for example, when you want to learn something like physics or chemistry, when you want to learn things, those are learned skills, right? You want to learn something like programming or you want to learn something like graphic design, you know, or you want to learn something like literature or government. Those are learned skills. So we would not assume or it's safe for us to say those things did not come with you because they are man's um, creation. I strongly believe that anything that is a man's or is human formed did not necessarily come with you. What came with you was original format. You understand your strength, you know, and what came in with you had nothing to do with chemistry or physics or biology or art, theater, performing arts. It had nothing to do with our programming or coding. This, that's largely what, you know, but how to be a conversation for, I think we've done a record on that in the earlier episode on strength and give. So this is not what we're talking about. So to a large extent, what we're trying to examine here is um, things that we call personality, we call strengths, we call weakness and temperament. Not really about skills here because you could actually be deficient in a skill and then improve yourself, right? Because you, up until this point, you didn't know anything about it. So physics, you were never born with physics, right? So you had to learn, you know, know one or two concepts, right? And then you begin to build on it. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about what you call yourself. Physics is not what defines you. It's, it's, it's an external thing, you know, which you learn. We're talking about things that are within you, your personality, inherent, who you are, how you define yourself, how you position yourself, and the lens through which you see the world. So most of those things, like we've discussed, are come from as a result of association. So, um, so when you see yourself as things that you are not, and then you begin to improve on it, it's, it's, it doesn't make sense. You should first be certain that this is a weakness. You, it's inborn. It's inherent. Then you could work on it. But largely, most of what you define as your weaknesses were just influenced. So they were not necessarily weaknesses. So you see yourself as poor. Why do you see yourself as poor? Because of two things. The country, maybe you grew up in the environment, you know, it was evident that these people were suffering and then you came into that environment. So of course it would be, it would only be right for you to maybe, you know, say, oh, I'm poor, right? Or your family, there was hardly meals, there was hardly, you know, fees to pay for school and all of it. So it gives you the association that you are poor. So it means poverty is not necessarily what you are or who you are as a person. Poverty is as a result of what the surrounding factors were when you were born. I don't know if you get, because if you were born into a rich family, then you are rich, you get that. But if you were born into a poor family, then you are poor. So it has nothing to do with what you came in with or what you came with. It's largely about the influence from the society. So when you see yourself as poor, then you begin to journey to success or you begin to journey to riches. That's what we do most of the time. So we say, oh, I'm a failure now. 
but I need to journey to success so or journey to greatness. So after 10 years, 15 years or 20, I'll become a success. But guess, but guess what? That kind of thinking is flawed because from the first instance, if you were born into a different condition, how do you have defined yourself? So it means there's a lot of variance. It doesn't make sense to then define yourself based on what you met. So if you met different condition, how do you have defined yourself? So does it mean that, you know, we are largely, we become largely what we are influenced by? Of course, that's the concept of this conversation. That is what we define ourselves by, largely from what is the surrounding situations or factors which were born in, it had, it has little to do with what you have on the inside. So this has, a, it, of course, this calls to question a number of things. Who are you on the inside? You are not poor. Why do you call yourself poor? And then why do you have to journey from there? Guess what? One of the things I've realized is that if you got to a, if you get to a field, and I like this example very well, I've, said, I've, I've given it a number of times. If you get to a field and you say, after two or three years, we're going to have crops on this field, say a mango tree, for example, you guess what? If there are no seeds in that soil, it doesn't matter the number of times you come there. It doesn't amount, you know, matter the amount of fertilizer you introduce there, irrigation, styles of irrigation, sprinkler head, you know, you, you know, the drop system. However, whatever kind of agricultural practice you want to carry on that land, <laughs> my sister, my brother, <laughs> if there's no seed inside that soil, then you are just doing nothing. You're doing nothing. All that soil will just be getting set for a seed that comes in, falls on the soil through any form of pollination and all of that, or a seed comes in there and then it sprouts, right? You can't say a tree will come out of this soil when there is no seed. You would only be expecting a tree when there is a seed, right? So if you are failure on the inside, you cannot expect success. Failure and success are two different things. So if you are failure, and then you say you want to journey to success. Guess what? It doesn't amount. It doesn't matter the number of times. Ten years, you know, um, twenty years. You'll still be a failure because why? You don't have the seed of success. <laughs> of course, you want to ask, do I have the seed of success? Forget about that question. What is evident is this: a lot of times we call ourselves, we give ourselves all form of label of lack of poverty. Okay, I know I don't have so much. I know I'm this kind of person. I have this tendency. I have these weaknesses. I have this. I have this. I have this. But after a while, I will journey to this. And guess what? After 10, 15 years, people become successful. People become great. People have a good story to tell. People come and celebrate you. You're now a superstar. Guess what? You were never poor. You were never without success. Otherwise, you would have never got into success. You must always have the seed of where you eventually join into. So after a time, after a while, the seed then matures into a full-blown tree. You get it. So, but what we're talking about is that it must be present. You cannot be expecting what is not present. You can't say that I will become a success in future and success is not present on the inside of you now. So you cannot define your personality style by a particular thing and then say you are, you are working to improve it. And then at the end of the day, after five or 10 years, you now become a much improved version of your personality. Guess what? You had that in you already. Otherwise, it wouldn't matter the number of years. It even takes 200 years. You will never become what was never within. So but it's safe sometimes to say, um, we look at it from the aspect of, and, and what some of the things that causes this confusion is, for example, look at it, for example, a class system. So there's primary one, there's primary two, primary three, there's nursery, you know, there's secondary school, there's university and all of that. So you cannot call yourself a third year university student when 
you evidently have not gotten admission into school. So that kind of thinking is what influenced that kind of thought that, okay, I'm not yet a third year student, I'm a first year student, so I must do what is necessary. I must gather all I need, I must acquire everything and then eventually get promoted into year two and then do what I need to do. So it's like an outside-in process, so it's not there, but we acquire it. So those are some of the things that sponsor the kind of thinking that we define ourselves by. And guess what? <laughs> if you never even had um, year three on your inside, you will never be able to get to year three. You have to keep repeating year one because it's like, oh, we are now, you've been promoted to year two or year three, but you can't survive year three in the university because you don't have it. You don't have the capacity to do it. Or you have year one. So there's a lot of how we define things and how we um, associate our thinking. And that's why we, 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 it's comfortable to say, you know what, I'm a zero now. And then after a while, I'll become a one, then I'll become a two, I'll become a three, then maybe journey to a hundred, to a two hundred, to a three hundred. What thinking is that? I realized that my dad is a bit of phleg, phlegmatic temperament. And guess what? I did my own test. I ran my test. It turns out I was phleg too. Of course, an improved version of phleg, you know. Uh, because that's all that's the best you get an improved version of something of the old but it's still the old it's not a new thing so you need to break away from that form of thinking you have to you have to sabotage that kind of thinking become a rebel rebel against that form who says i'm not who defines my personality okay yes i may have now had the thinking because of the influence i've had I'm grateful for um, what I've had and all of that, but now I need to make informed decisions. I need to make new moves. I need to see myself as the entirety of who I am. And so I'm no longer going to see myself based on influence. So you have to start to break away self-question. I have to self-question everything. My personality, strength, you know, weakness, temperament, and all of this. I have to break off from all of that. I'm not weaknesses. I'm not... Yes, I know we all have our individual parts and we cannot say we are everything in the world. You get it. But I'm not those weaknesses. I'm not the, who defines my weaknesses. Who? Who defines my personality? Some form of influence I had over 10 years growing up. So now I'm now a result of 10 years, may blast from some associated 10-year history, which I did not define. Come on. <laughs> Come on, your future self is beckoning on you because your future self and your, guess what? Your future self and your, and your original self, they understand, they have an interaction. The confusion is just happening between, between those two points. So let's say A to Z, A is your original self, B is your future self, eventually. So the, the confusion is just happening from B to Y. So get to med, get to interact, you know, get to remove this divide. You are who you are and who are you? You're not those things. You know, those systems, you know, those weaknesses and some form of prejudices and preferences, which came as a result of what we don't know. You're more than that. You are more than that. And for me, I came to realize that as a person of faith, I have a new life, which is no longer plagued or characterized by any of those weaknesses. And so going through, you know, scriptures, you know, I begin to see a definition of who I am and I begin to see oh wow I called myself this so that's not who I am it's some form of you've been born as an original slate with a lot of abundance and then you call yourself a lot of things now 
And then as a person of faith, I get reborn, I get born again, and then I get to see myself better, way clearer this time. And then I should accept some weakness from some test. <laughs> no, that's not who I am. Every old thing is passed away. This is new me. This is new me. And that's one way to break away from the whole, to rebel against the whole old. Is to see yourself as new. That's, that's the formula. New. Newness. Break away from the old. Everything that goes with it. Break away from it. Break away from it. When it has to do with defining who you become in life, you break away from the old. You are a new person. You see yourself as that. Otherwise, you just compromise living a fake. But that's not what you're going to do. You're going to self-question. You're going to rebel from everything that define who and what you can do. No, that's not who I am. If I can journey from failure to success, then I am success already. Not failure. It may seem so. The associated features now may seem so, but okay, it's fine. Yeah, I accept that. That's okay. Fine. These things may look like, but that's because I was not aware of what I am or, you know, what I was doing. But now I know who I am better. I'm success. I'm greatness. I have stars on my inside. I'm superstar, you know, lights, you know, making things better, making things brighter. Wow, that's me. That's the fire. I'm a king. I'm royalty. So <laughs> let the old fade away. <laughs> All come the new. This is you now. All right. I hope you um, have a great time today and see you on the next episode. Have a great day. If this episode hit all the right spots, do well to subscribe so you can get notified of future episodes. Cheers to your clarity.